And these words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart, and you shall teach them diligently to your sons and daughters, and talk to them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. From Deuteronomy 6, 6-8. The church faces many challenges in today's world. How can congregations reach and engage millennials and help them raise their children to know and love Jesus? Why is teaching the faith at home so important? What is the church's role in faith formation? And how does the church partner with the home to strengthen today's families? Stay tuned today as we talk about strong families produce lasting faith. My guest is Ben Freudenberg, Director of Concordia Center for the Family and Professor of Family Life Education at Concordia University. He's also the founder of Family Friendly Partners. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Ben, for being my guest again today. It's my pleasure. It's always great talking with you. All right. Well, last time, and it wasn't too long ago, we talked at length about millennials. We want to continue that discussion today and focus on how the church can engage and equip millennials, especially as they get married and begin having children. So just to remind our listeners that maybe didn't hear that first program we did, summarize why millennials are unique and why the church needs to find ways to reach, engage, and equip them. Uh, yeah, we talked a lot about the millennials um, and how they're digital people and the importance of being uh, understanding of them as digital people. Uh, we talked about uh, how they're uh, focused on self, and uh, it's kind of a reflection of the I world. They really, um, and, and I think we um, also really want to emphasize how great and unique millennials are. They're a, they're a wonderfully gifted group of people in our culture. They're uh, kind of starting the millennial generation was about 1986, and it kind of went between 2004, 2006, and now those millennials uh, are now graduating from universities. They're uh, starting careers and getting engaged and getting married. And I think the the real challenge to the church is to how do we engage them in the church? Um, and so I think uh, we have a great challenge ahead of us. We really do. We do. We have to engage the millennials that are beginning to get engaged and even get married and then having their children. So uh, let, let me back up for a minute. Research shows that strong families produce lasting faith. Children coming from homes where faith is practiced seriously are strongly predicted to carry that faith into adulthood. So why is that important as we talk about this? Well, it's important because uh, we're not seeing a lot of the millennials in our churches. I just kind of do a, a, a review in your own mind as a member of a local congregation, and I wonder, do you see a lot of 22 to 30-year-olds in your church? Because those are the leading edge of the millennial generation. They're now about 22 to 30 years old. Uh, another question would be, how many weddings uh, are being performed for 22 to 30 year olds in your congregation. Uh, 
And that begins to give you an idea if they're being engaged or not. Mm -hmm. And then finally, um, how many newborn baptisms are being performed in your local congregation? And I think as you begin to look at at that review, you might begin to say, whoa, um, I haven't seen a lot of that happening in our congregation. And you begin to start to see that we really haven't engaged um, the millennial generation in the corporate church as much as we'd like. And if we're going to capture the hearts of their children, uh, we first have to capture the hearts of the millennials. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that that's my big concern. If we don't see them in church and they're starting to have children and the home is primary in helping that child know Jesus, grow in Jesus, become a uh, a a member of the body of Christ, uh, and the parents are missing, we're not going to have a chance. And so that's what I'm concerned about. Okay, good. And uh, But as you were saying that, I was thinking of um, uh, Webster Gardens Lutheran Church, where my son-in-law is a, um, a field worker. And when they have children's sermons, there's hundreds of children up there, all little ones. Uh, they're doing a great job of reaching younger families for Christ. But it isn't the case in all the churches. I would agree with you there. Um, but there are exceptions. And um, some of us that raised our children seriously to know and love Jesus still have them actively involved in the church. Your children are also actively involved in the church, are they not, Ben? Yeah, I I would say that there are a lot of millennials that are actively engaged in the church, just not the the percentage that we would love to see. Mm-hmm. You know, is it uh, of the generation, and, and this is kind of scary, I mean, uh, of the statistics, we're beginning to see that uh, the millennials as a generation are absent from the church on a whole. Mm-hmm. There are great churches. My daughter goes to St. Matthew's Lutheran Church in Grand Rapids. That that church too is just crawling mm-hmm. with young children and their families, and uh, but because I think they're uniquely focused on helping that generation really connect, right? And uh, their programming is is structured that way, mm-hmm. and so uh, I think that that there's great hope. We just uh, need to all become more. Uh, aware of how to go about engaging that millennial generation, not just for the sake of having members in the church, but uh, the, for the sake of the gospel, so mm-hmm. that uh, the next generation uh, of Lutherans or Methodists or Baptists uh, would be um, fully engaged in growing and maturing in their faith as they become adults. Absolutely. So what should churches do to engage millennials, especially those that are uh, getting married and maybe beginning their families? Tell us some uh, things that we need to know if we're a church leader. I think, I think it, it starts with um, a strong ministry to, to adolescents, children, adolescents, and young adults in the congregation um, we, we, so that they stay connected. So mm-hmm. the first thing that I would recommend is that we take a good look at how we're engaging the children in our churches and adolescents and young adults and uh, really recognizing them as full members of the body of Christ. You know, they're baptized, they're 
faith-filled? How do we uh, recognize them? And what are we doing to encourage them? Okay, Then I would think if you can keep them connected, they go to college. And I think really it's important that in those college years, the local church has a direct ministry to those college students, care packages, Mm -hmm. uh, sending them notes. Uh, making sure when they come back for Thanksgiving and Christmas that they're in, uh, they're included in the congregation and they're recognized for coming back, and maybe even some special celebrations. Because you know, one, if if they get away from us, mm-hmm. it's hard to get them to come back. Yeah. So the first thing is to engage them and keep them engaged, so that um, we have a chance to be engaging them in their pre-marriage um, uh, lives, uh, helping them pick a mate. Uh, sounds strange, but I think it's really important to help parents and, and young people uh, pick their mates and have programs in our church where that's emphasized. And then once they are well-trained in how to pick a mate, a pre-marriage ministry uh, that's really intentional and keeps them engaged. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. You know, and, and I think it's it's not so much uh, with the millennials uh, asking them to do jobs in the church or to be board members, but I really think it's important that they that we intentionally mentor them. Mm-hmm. And so the pre-marriage ministry would uh, include mentoring them uh, in their pre-marriage uh, program. And when I talk about a pre-marriage ministry, I'm talking about um, pre-marriage like prepare and enrich where uh, they take good assessments and there's three to four sessions and uh, of at least two hours in length where we're helping them explore whether they're, um, they pick the right person and how uh, strong that their relationship is and are they compatible along with the biblical principles that it, uh, we need to instill in a young couple. But that pre-marriage ministry would go all the way through the first year of marriage, where we're mm-hmm. engaging them, uh, helping them, getting them involved in small group. Uh, again, mentoring would be really important. Um, so, you know, I think once you've gotten them to think about staying connected, they go to college, they've stayed connected, and then how do we get them to recognize that we really care about their marriages uh, and so that we have a strong pre-marriage ministry going as they begin thinking about that, uh, starting their own marriage and their family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that sounds uh, very good, and I would guess there's not really a lot of churches that are doing that. Can you talk a little bit about uh, maybe a couple of the churches that are uh, doing this type of pre-marriage uh, programs. Uh, I don't know if that's the right term to use, but pre-marriage programs that would have mentors, because I love the concept of mentoring them and uh, just an example of w- what's happening in this area, Ben. Yeah, well, we've learned that uh, through research that uh, strong premarital ministries, premarital education is called, uh, with strong inventories, can uh, are about 80% correct. In other words, um, those couples that go through that and uh, find 
the mate that they've selected be appropriate for marriage, um, they tend to stick together uh, for a lifetime at a greater rate than those that don't go through, and that those that go through premarital education and through that process recognize uh, that maybe that mate that they've uh, thought was the best for them wasn't uh, the best uh, match. Mm -hmm. Um, Those that have uh, decided not to get married find that to be a good choice. And those premarital, strong premarital, what we're talking about is, you know, like Prepared and Rich or Zoe. Those are uh, two strong programs, or another one is uh, Christian Preparation. These are research-based, strong education programs the church can uh, invest in, get trained in, and then walk with couples uh, in that process. Uh, And I think the churches that I see doing that well um, don't just see it as, you know, oh, we are going to help a couple get married. They see it as a true ministry Mm -hmm. um, where... it is uh, weekend retreats uh, uh, where maybe the one is a member of the church and the other is not a member of the church. And I've seen where even baptisms happen because the church is so intentional. And they've then connected a congregational member that's uh, successful in their marital relationship that walk with them in a deliberate way that are trained in that process. Uh, they are invited to the wedding, and they stay connected through the first year. And the reason you want to stay connected through the first year is that's the most dangerous year of marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's when we see the greatest uh, divorce rate. And so a church that really shows that, the, that they're very concerned, they really care about that millennial and their future, I think that's going to... Um, bond them to that congregation in a in a unique way. And the reason for it is because millennials want to know that you care about them. Mm-hmm. Not just that you invite them to be a part of a committee or to uh, join a group, but they want to know that you genuinely care. And I think that kind of ministry shows that genuine care. Good, good. I want to make a few announcements, and then we'll come back, continue talking about this topic, uh, and especially I want to talk just a little bit during the second half about uh, when the millennials start having families, what the church can do. Today, Family Shield is giving away the booklet, Parenting Families, Practical Strategies for Family Life. To receive your complimentary booklet, call the Family Shield Response Center at one 877 Our email, witness2family at gmail.com. Please give us your complete name and address. You can learn more about Family Shield Ministries and where the radio program is aired throughout the United States on our website, www.familyshieldministries.com. Don't forget that the programs are also available on our archive page. I want to let our listeners learn a little bit more about Concordia University Concordia University is a Christian higher education community committed to helping students develop in mind, body, and spirit for service to Christ in the church and world. Concordia has two residential campuses located in Mequon, Wisconsin, and Ann Arbor, Michigan. 
13 regional center locations and the online campus. The university is regionally accredited by the Higher Learning Commission of North Central Association of Colleges and Schools. Classes are offered on a convenient schedule designed for working adults. Campus locations include Wisconsin, Michigan, and Missouri. You can also sign up for free mini-courses on family life on the Concordia University website at online.cuw.edu or call 1-877-289-1897. Now I want to go back to my guest, Professor Ben Freudenberg. Uh, He teaches family life education at Concordia University. Uh, Ben, I mentioned the mini-courses. Can you just share a little bit more with our listeners about those free mini-courses and what they'll learn? Yeah, I mean, the free mini-courses are very short courses. There's a little lecture by myself on uh, what, uh, why family ministry now, uh, what is family ministry, and how do you start family ministry. Uh, there's just a short uh, printed uh, piece that you can read, and then a few questions that uh, we ask you to answer. And it's free, and we just are trying to kind of start this discussion about what is family ministry in the church, and would love uh, people to uh, tune into it and see how uh, they respond. Well, I think it's awesome because they're really getting just a taste of what a university class might be like. I mean, it's very small and short. But, but they're really seeing this video. I took the class. I, I, I wanted to see what it was like. And I think it's just awesome. They learn even in that short time. It's, it's very helpful. It would be helpful for congregational leaders to do. So I want to encourage you to check it out. And I'll mention that information as we get close to the end again. So they, if they've forgotten to write it down, they can get it. Uh, let's transition just for a minute. Uh, we're, we're talking about uh, strong families produce lasting faith. And we talked about when the millennials get engaged and are getting ready for marriage and even the first year of marriage. Um, But let's talk during the second half a little bit more about why it's so important that churches not only help those that are getting married, but help families as they begin to have children. And that can be a very challenging time, can't it, Ben? Right. And uh, it's a whole new uh, dynamics in our family when you add children. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, So let's just rewind a bit. The church has cared about this couple showed them great care in their marriage preparation and their wedding preparation. They've hosted a number of events, uh, celebrated their, their marriage, and uh, they are connected. Not just the mar- pre-marriage ministry isn't just about uh, getting the student or the, the couple married, but it's connecting them to the church and helping them become uh, a sense, the care of the Christian community. And now uh, they've been married a while, and they have their first child. Um, because they're connected to the church through that uh, pre-marriage ministry, I would really encourage us to think about, in the Lutheran church anyway, um, a, a baptismal ministry, where we begin to help the, the parent understand their role and responsibility in shaping that faith that we've been given at baptism in the child's life. Um, so, again, I, 
I, I, it is so important that the, that the family understand their role and responsibility. I mean, what you started with, uh, those, this whole program with that wonderful Shema, you know, mm-hmm. uh, our responsibility as parents is to make sure they know, uh, God's will and way. And so in partnership with the church, the, the church begins to help that family begin to get the knowledge, skills, and attitudes to impart the, the knowledge of the faith into the lives of their children. And, and a great way is just right away at baptism. Um, I really think it'd be important that, again, we do it with a mentor. We have a marriage mentor, maybe mm. a grandma or grandpa that gets connected to this millennial new uh, couple, and they uh, visit them right after the child is born, give them some baptism instruction, give them some gifts from the church, and uh, maybe a blessing, and then make sure they have all the information so that they can have their child baptized. Um, Then once that child is baptized, I would suggest, again, this mentoring system about connecting that that older uh, couple with that younger couple, and there are some touch points uh, in that first year. And maybe on uh, baptism of the Lord's Sunday in January, there's a baptismal parade where all the mentors and all the uh, baptized uh, children and their parents, they get to come in front of the church, and we once again remind everybody how important it is that the home and the church are partners in this whole process of developing faith in the next generation. That's great. And so I really believe that uh, parents, the new millennials, will really be excited about that uh, because millennials want uh, help and they want to be cared for and they're gifted people. And uh, this will signal to them that we not only care about them, but we care about their children. Good, good. Now, one of the things that we've talked about, and I know you uh, also do this, is the keys in nurturing faith in the home as the kids get a little bit older, older, the caring conversations, family devotions and prayer, uh, family service and family rituals and traditions. We don't have time to to go through all of those today. But I know uh, caring conversations are important. How can the church help parents understand the importance of stories and faith stories. Just uh, give a couple examples of how uh, the church might help parents I think share one, their faith stories. I think one of the things the church really has to remember is that um, this generation maybe isn't that familiar with what you've just talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so how, does, how the church does it, I think it's a three-prong approach. Uh, first, we have to train that new couple uh, in how to tell the Bible stories and their own faith stories. And I think that's an adult event where they get to get some skill in that, they get some practice, and then we maybe bring the child in at the end of that training, and they get a practice at church with the child on how to read a Bible story, how to tell a faith story, how to pray together. And then we send them home with uh, materials that they can do it at home. But I wouldn't then stop it there. I would maybe three months later 
invite them all back for an uh, opportunity to uh, relearn some new uh, things about uh, being models of the faith in their home and uh, how to help discipline their child in a godly manner. Um, I, so, you know, it almost begins to think about a, a systematic curriculum that combines faith and life formation with Christian parenting, because mm-hmm. it's really a parenting function, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, teaching a child how to be respectful of authority, how to honor their parents, uh, how to honor God. It's all about this teaching them the faith and living out the faith. The parenting is kind of the practical uh, day-to-day living, and then the devotional life and the spiritual talk and the uh, rituals that we uh, begin to implement, uh, begin to teach them the faith. Um, I think baptismal birthdays are a great way Mm. uh, to do a simple beginning where you give the instruction to the parents and then they practice how they can celebrate that baptismal birthday at home, and then you give them a little kit, and then they go home and do it with their own children. I, I think that's a, a great process. Faith Legacy uh, from Kids Count Publishing mm-hmm. has put about 18 of these little uh, events together where there's parent training and then at-home activities that they can uh, explore and do. Yeah. So, uh, and it's you know, so important that the church helps parents because if they don't have that partnership with the home, they're not going to do it and they don't know how. And so it's really this whole, what you talked about at the beginning, mentoring them, training them, giving them ideas of what they can do to share the message. We have two minutes left, Ben, just any other closing thoughts? Well, my heart uh, is really about nurturing faith in children and youth in Christ through families in the church for a better tomorrow. I really believe that never in the history of the church has there been a moment in time so critical to reconnect the church to families and families to the church. And um, I think we've kind of forgotten about that. I know your ministry and the ministry I'm trying to be about um, that is really critical for the church to have. Mm -hmm. And I just pray that uh, the church would uh, embrace it, uh, would see its value, and understand that it's not just about making happy families, Mm -hmm. but it's preparing the next generation of faithful Christians who can then move uh, the world toward Christ in a dynamic and creative way. Wonderful. Thank you so much. My guest has been Professor Ben Freudenberg of Concordia University. To learn more about the online mini-courses, go to www.online.cuw.edu. This is Kay Meyer. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, P.O. Box 230015, St. Louis, Missouri, 63123. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.